You're listening to the Video Marketing Podcast, helping you go a little more viral every day. Here's your host, Matt Johnston. Hey, thanks everybody so much for being here. Super excited to have Owen Video here today. We are gonna talk about YouTube. And what I love about today's conversation is we're gonna go at it from a different angle. We often talk about SEO and how we can hack our YouTube channels and uh, how we can basically just plug in these few tricks into our SEO strategy and use these tags and this description and this type of thumbnail to grow your channel, but Owen has a completely different take on how to grow into the stratosphere on YouTube. Super excited to dive into this. So if you don't know Owen, uh, Owen builds YouTube channels and uh, for business and industry leaders, widely known for high energy live streams and action-packed YouTube videos. He's also a cancer survivor and California's Entrepreneur of the Year. When was that? Last year? A couple years year? ago, yeah. The couple year years ago? Yeah, but cool. I still like to carry it around on a banner with me wherever I go. Well, like 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 a sash, like Miss America, like you just I have, have it around. I, yeah, actually, a sash, a sash <laughs> would be would be excellent, and I've got to get that printed up because that's what I want to do. <laughs> I like it. I like it. If this is the moment where that went into your head, I want it to stay. Thanks so much for being here, man. Hey, it's my pleasure. I'm excited to talk about YouTube. I am, I am too. Why don't you just start uh, telling us just a little bit about your story, how you got into video and, and yeah. when and why YouTube is your focus? Well, I grew up in LA and so Hollywood was always a, a big thing for us. I mean, I was a kid when VHSs came out, you know what I mean? And so families got Same. VCRs and, and we had tapes and movies at home. And that's this is really great because I remember going to the drive-in theater um, early on in my, in my life. And so this gave us a whole new way to experience Hollywood and theater and special effects. I've always been into that. Uh, 19, uh, early, early nineties, my dad came home with a video camera and I spent, you know, years playing with that video camera, doing stop motion, uh, graphics and Lego stuff. I would take my sister's Barbie dolls, you know, and make these little uh, uh min, you know vignettes and things with them in these scenes and i did that for a long time in fact uh through high school i had a video camera in my hand i spent a lot of time in theater and was very big on stage presentation i was very big on emulating emotions especially emotions that you weren't feeling or have never felt before and that became my sole focus until i graduated high school and you learned that you have to make a living and do stuff and I knew um, that I didn't want to go into Hollywood as an actor uh, right away. I, I wanted to sort of learn and grow. And so um, I got into supporting myself through sales and working in restaurants. Sales became a real passion. I got to use some of what I learned in theater and, and in emotions to sort of get people um, uh, in my tone and, and where I wanted them to go. And I got into persuasion and psychology, really got into sales training. And when YouTube came out, I was uh, working at a radio station in sales and I was excited about this new platform. In fact, I was incredibly excited. I had put up a video that had got, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and sort of this early viral sort of thing that I didn't know anything about, but it didn't put me in a real flattering light. You, you know, like the video was kind of like this stupid thing that was up there. And so I was like, you know, if I could do this once, I wonder if I could do it again. And I began to um, make video for the web. Um, luckily, the radio station fired me, as all of my jobs have. And I was free now to work <laughs> on YouTube video. And I've been doing that ever since. 
<laughs> Never hire an entrepreneur. That's what they say, right? hundred percent. I was not fit to be a working person. And I struggled with that. You know, I really, why do I keep getting fired? You know, I would be the top salesman and get fired. I would be like the number one waiter and get fired because I was hard to work with. I was hard to like put in a box and hard to, you know, just get the work done, Owen, and, and stop talking about all your crazy ideas, you know? But um, learning that early on in my like early 20s, I learned like, oh, I'm not fit for jobs. So I needed to find a way to be entrepreneurial. Um, sales, I thought was going to be that, but it turned out to be video. That, that's, that's interesting. So how did, the, how did that transition from sales to video, like how did you leap in, jump in? Yeah. Well, you know, at the radio station, there's a video component involved in that because we were, you know, working with this new medium called internet radio and on internet radio had moving pictures as advertisements could come in. So I was the, one of the first people using PowerPoints um, and using creating like animated slides with Windows Movie Maker. And I would create these like moving slides with animated PowerPoints. And I would add those to what was called, what was it called? Like the radio B, B like the roll the pre-roll on, on the radio. So a user would click on internet radio and before they listened to it, there'd be a 30 second ad. And I was able to sell my customers this added sort of like video presentation. So when the company let me go and they should have, I, I was not a good fit there. I was good, but I was not a good fit. And I was walking out with my plant in my box and I'm like walking towards the exit. And I'm like, Never. You plant in your box. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, they, they have B roll for this kind of thing that I did. And it was the walk of shame. You know, you leave, everyone knows like no one's looking at you, you know, they're just kind of like, uh, while you walk by and I was walking out of that office. And that is when I said to myself, um, I will never again be put in a position to be fired again. And I am going to go to school and learn video. And that's, that's what I did. I immediately got out of my lease. Um, I told my roommates later and um, packed up my stuff. And, and I went to live with my dad's house. I lived in my dad's house and learn video. And you were in LA there. So you were, you were already in that world. Yeah, I, I left LA. I left LA and I went to um, Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm. Believe it or not. And they have a huge, I've, I've been close to SLC my whole life. Very big news media network happening in SLC. It's the big hub for the Pacific Northwest. And so I was really excited about being a bigger fish in a smaller pond, as opposed to like the LA dream of like, I'm going to go to LA. And, and it's like, to me, sure. I grew up there. It was crowded. It was smoggy. Like everybody you know in LA is working in media. And so I wanted to go somewhere where I would ele be elevated above the crowd, and even have like an interesting story, like this LA kid moving to Utah. And that ended up being one of the best things I've ever done. I got a great education um, in, in Salt Lake. And uh, that eventually brought me back to San Diego, California, where I began to, uh, like I graduated from San Diego and I started to apply what I had learned. My, my career had changed to this new YouTube medium. You know, I wanted to go to school and, and learn how to be a filmmaker. And when I got there, I found that there was this like, this huge uh, interest in YouTube. And YouTube was like, this brand new thing where you could watch videos on your computer, so on your computer, you know, and this was a brand new thing. And so I wanted to be there early. So while I was in school, I was living at my dad's house. My dad's thing was like, look, you can stay here as long as you want, uh, but you're going to, you're going to, you're going to pull your weight. You know, you're going to pay your rent, all these responsible things. And I love my dad. My dad's my closest friend. This is good things that he did for me. So like, I'm like going to support myself through this. So with the school's video cameras, I would go knocking on doors to local businesses and I would say, I'll make you a YouTube video for your company right now for 
And at that time, I mean, it was a very simple structure. Okay, I had 10 shots. I did the same 10 shots at every single one of these businesses. Then when I would edit, I would add mm. the same lower thirds in all the same spots for all these different businesses, right? Every video ended the same way with sort of like an end screen that said the business's name. It was like a fade to black, uh, business name, business phone number, some type of call to action in the logo, right? They all did it the same. And so I could deliver it overnight. I'd go and shoot these videos during the day. I'd edit them at night, put them on YouTube. And the strategy was they would call me back for more videos or they would call me back for um, you know, website, Facebook, and these different things. And it worked like a charm. I was never out of work. Uh, I was one of the first people to build a, an educational YouTube channel on YouTube, teaching people how to be on video. And that's, that's how I got started. Eventually that evolved and it, it became this coaching program where now, you know, we work with some of the, the country's biggest media leaders. I mean, we work with former SNL stars. We've worked with news anchors. We work with a lot of titans of industry, CEOs and executives that want to build their personal brand. Um, we help them to do that on YouTube and we take a very different approach than, than a lot of the modern sort of thinking on YouTube, which that is, it's all SEO based. We, we, we go a very different way. Interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I'm a, I'm a social video guy, so I always start with structure first as well. Right. So yeah. I'm always think, I, t I think about the algorithm and I think about this as this beautiful box you know, that, that, that each platform has, they have this beautiful box, this algorithm, and then we get yeah. to play inside of it. Almost like I yeah. used to say when I was in the theater myself, we've got this box. What, what creative things can we do to bounce off the walls in this box? Exactly. I was a director. So, so this is what, this is what I think about. Right. And so I'm often, often talking about this for TikTok and Facebook video and Instagram video. How now. do we bounce? Yeah. I'm huge on TikTok right now. Like it's my whole thing right now is TikTok. Cool. Um, but I'm, I am less, uh, I mean, I, I know like the, here are the best practices on YouTube and et cetera, et cetera. And I know some basic things about the YouTube algorithm because I've tried to construct this box for myself, but just enlighten me. And from your perspective, how do you see this box first? How do you see the algorithm? Because I know yeah. you care very much about how you structure this content as well. I do. I, you know, I, and, and the best the best videos rise to the top because they're the most watchable and a person enjoys them. And so when we talk about ranking your videos with SEO, okay, this is the traditional thinking that if you're a business owner or if you're a brand, then what you need to do is go find the big keywords that are associated to your industry and make videos with those keywords in the title. Right. Now, I'm not here to crush that strategy, but I do want to sort of set the record straight that only 10% of YouTube's total uh, traffic comes from search and 90% comes from the suggested algorithm. And so fighting for SEO is a very tactical, it's a very local business strategy. And, and it can really hurt your brand if you're a bigger name. If you're a bigger name and you're making some of these videos that appear as an entry-level strategy because Unemployed Eddie could be making those same videos, then it, it puts you in a negative light. It actually makes you look really small. Thought leaders need to start conversations. Start, thought leaders and industry leaders need to have a message that no one's heard before. 
how do you do that with a search engine? Okay, so we want to set the record straight on that. And what the search engine is a very small part of YouTube. The bigger part of YouTube is making content that people actually like watching. And, and this is the hard thing to do, right? It's very hard to teach someone. I was born charismatic, right? I've, I've been like this since I was a kid. It got me a lot, it's a lot of trouble. In fact, I'm grateful for the mentors I've had that have helped me to, you know, carve rain out <laughs> my brand. Yeah, it started rain it in a little bit. Uh, no yeah. one to turn it on, turn it off, that sort of thing. But not everyone is, is like me. With, with the structure that we use, we can take any personality that's like me, we can rein it in, or that's like an introvert that we can light up a little bit more. Following a structure will do that. You build a framework around the expertise of the leader in the video, the star of the video. And that's where structure comes in. When people watch your video, it triggers the YouTube algorithm to share it with more people. YouTube says, hey, when people are watching this video, they watch it for four or five minutes and then they watch like 10 more minutes of video after it. So let's show this video to more people right now because it's, it's hot right now. It's, it's something people want to watch right now. And that's how you can be a brand new YouTube channel, right? Maybe you're like a big leader elsewhere in your life, but you're, on YouTube, you're new. That's how you make these huge leaps by uploading one video that gets 10,000 views. And then duplicating that over and over and over again. That's what we teach how to do. And that's a little bit different than finding a keyword and making a video about that keyword. Mm. This is interesting. There's two things I want to dig in on here. And then after that, we'll go into specifically the, the creative breakdown when you're inside of a video. Mm -hmm. uh, but the first things are, first of all, you said that 90% of this comes from the suggested algorithm. Just to clear that up for listeners who are less... Uh, who, who know who don't may not know a ton about YouTube? Does this mean specifically you're talking about the videos that you're seeing on the side on desktop? Yeah. It's like yeah. watch these videos next. Yeah, there and there's a handful of subcategories within that. There's browse features, uh, which is uh, sort of like your entry, like your your entry level notifications. Uh, when you log into YouTube, it's those home pages that you're opening up to. Um, there also is the homepage of YouTube and the homepage has these series of playlists, but it, at the end of the day, it all comes down to, to this, the YouTube algorithm is suggesting it to you. It's saying you would like this. It's matching up the profile that you've sent into YouTube with the video that's, that's been produced. And so what you want to be doing on YouTube is, you know, really focusing on focusing on who your audience is. And the biggest mistake that I see uh, industry leaders making is that you're going after a customer base, right? So a business coach might be going after, well, my, my target is, is women ages 35 to 55, mostly real estate agents, right? Well, that's your customer base, but it's not your YouTube audience. Your YouTube audience is going to be a much larger audience of people who are on YouTube, but they're not necessarily looking for business advice. They might be watching a makeup tutorial. So how do you connect? How do you tell YouTube that that woman watching the beauty tutorial is your, is your core audience? That's, hmm. that's the trick to YouTube. And that comes down. So to how does this, I mean, I, I assume the counter argument there to somebody who doesn't know as much about it might say, okay, but don't you have to stay in your niche? Like, do you want makeup tutorial woman? Um, it's, it's, it's not it's like, here's the question. Uh, here's the audience I'm thinking of. If you're a, a 35 to 55 year old woman on YouTube and, and you're like a real estate agent, 
you're on YouTube, you might be looking at a makeup tutorial that's teaching you how to hide wrinkles on your eyes, right? Now, me as the business coach about to launch a YouTube channel, I go, okay, so how do I get some of these women who are watching makeup tutorials, um, mm. uh, age, like, you know, older women, how do I get them over to my channel? And you might want to say something like, um, how to look good for your sales meeting. How real estate agents um, can look better on camera. And mm. now you're, you're telling YouTube that you're looking for a female who wants to look better. And sending that message to the algorithm that says, hey, if a woman is watching these eye makeup tutorials with 2 million views on them, why don't you send a few over to, to this video and see if we can't find our audience. And connecting your niche content to a bigger event, that, that is the secret. That's the sauce. That's one big strategy for growing a channel from scratch on YouTube. Hmm. That's fascinating. I love that. I love that. I, I actually talk about this all the time about how you, you need to respect that your avatar does other things than just the thing that you sell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That is exactly what I'm talking about, right? We make that, yeah. that bullseye so small, like that audience on, on YouTube is so small. It's, that doesn't even exist. So you have to find the widest possible audience that you can that you can make videos for. And sometimes it's people that will never buy from you. So for example, on my channel, I am all about teaching YouTube strategy, YouTube structure, and how to, how to grow a channel. That's gonna include a large amount of younger YouTubers who will not be able to buy from me for years. And really my intention is not even for them to buy from me because by the time they can afford me, I probably will be in a different business, right? Serving a different business model. and so. What I want to do is to serve that audience because there, there's a ton of them, first of all. There's so many in, in the millions. And so when my target customer, when I meet my target customer, may, maybe at a conference or maybe I'm on their podcast or they're on mine and I, I meet someone that, hey, this would be someone's great fit for my program. I can send them to this video that has millions of views on it. And even though that video was targeting a younger YouTuber, it sends the right message to the target customer. And so we say the views, not the video, is what's gonna get you the business on YouTube. Making videos that get viewed is gonna be your secret weapon. And there's lots of great examples of this. Dr. Mike is a, is a perfect example. Now, Dr. Mike is a YouTube channel on YouTube, but he's also a practicing doctor. What he does is he creates videos around this brand of being a doctor, and he's connecting them to bigger events. So like you know, a real doctor reviews house episode one, you know, season four. And so he's connected his small thing to this bigger cultural thing. He's built a whole channel off of that. And now he, he has video views regularly in the millions, mm -hmm. right? But it's not often that people are, are saying, hey, I saw your video on real doctor reacts. Will you be my doctor? No, right. not at all. But people know that he, you know, his audience knows that he has millions of subscribers. And so, you know, he's the most wanted doctor in that area. The same is true for a real estate agent, a lawyer, right? Get videos made that, that actually attract people, that they want to see what you do and how you do it. And move away from videos that are like, how to file an appeal for a DUI. 
Right, because that's a search. Yeah, that's a search-based thing. Right. Yeah. They so, only so need you, they need you. Yeah, and there's value to that. I'm not saying don't do that ever, but it's not your core strategy. Right. So, can we dig deeper on this? Because I think that the biggest problem that people have when it comes to YouTube, honestly, is just, just. I mean, whatever. I'm in video too. I get the same question all the time. I don't know what to make. Yeah. So let's do yeah. that with YouTube. I mean, you're saying this stuff. It's great. It's wonderful two steps here, right? Number one, how do you know what those things are? For example, right. how do I know that there's realtors watching makeup videos? And so how would I know how to structure that? And two, mm -hmm. do you have some sort of uh, recommendations of a system or a process that-, that, that Yeah, I do. And I have, we, have a great, we have a great video on our channel that goes into depth on this. And, and it wasn't one of our most popular videos. Like this is the kind of thing that nobody wants to hear because it's hard to train. It's, it's, it's hard to really teach someone how to internalize a content strategy, even though it's the most obvious thing. You know, it's right in front of you every single day. And part of what I do is I help my clients put this out and get this out on the table. And so I want you guys to go check out that video. It's on my YouTube channel at Owen Video. And I think it's called, uh, Does SEO Really Work? Or Is SEO Really Dead? It's a, it's a recent video. But let's kind of unpack that right now. What you're talking about is video yep. content strategy and what do you make videos about? And it's very important that you, you stay in your lane. And so I want you to think about right now in your head, what is the thing you do? Okay, because that's your table. What is the thing that you do? Are you, you're a real estate agent, but you probably specialize in something. And if you don't, you're probably new and haven't learned yet the value in specializing in something like single family homes or gated communities or senior commu communities, right? You've got, what's your specialty? Where, where are you really strong, okay? So, you know, you wanna say, here is my value, here's what I do, and here is where my value is. That's your table. Now, underneath that table, I want you to add some legs to it. So if you're a real estate agent focusing in on single family homes, then what are the legs of that table? I would, I would probably think that it would have something to do with um, middle-class families, um, possibly has something to do with larger families, right? Single family homes with like three bedrooms, four bedrooms, probably gonna have a lot to do with something uh, around the cost of living. Like, well, what is the home gonna cost to maintain and these things? Probably gonna have something to do about upgrading right? Families that have one or two kids to families that have that third kid now need a bigger home. So what you're going to, you've got your table and now you want to build out that table with legs so that if I'm looking at, if I find, you know, these four videos that you've made on the web, they should speak to me about what you do. So let's take that into, into a bigger example. If you're, if you're selling uh, you know, anything, if you're selling mobile phones, then you're going to want to make four pillars of content on your channel that encompass these four different levels of mobile phones. So maybe it's like Android versus iPhone. Maybe it's um, different cellular providers. And you're gonna make a ton of videos about different cellular providers, which provider is best Sprint versus Verizon. Uh, maybe you're going to do which, which is the best coverage to have overseas, right? Which, which cell phone, which mobile device is best uh, for busy travelers, which mobile device is best for um, vloggers? And you're going to build out a series of videos in each one of these pillars that over time create a body of work for which you will be well known.
So, so how do these, how do you come up with these legs though? I, I mean, I'm like, like, what's the core question that you're asking yourself? It sounds to me like they're almost search queries. Like, is there a certain prompt that you give yourself to come up with what the legs are? I mean, some people may think I said, that, that these are avatar pain points. Some people yeah. might think that they're like the top four biggest search terms for, for the people you serve. Okay, I, I just really, want to drill down on this. Good. That's really good. We start with four legs, but a good YouTube channel is going to have multiple legs. Okay. Uh -huh. We start with four legs, but you're going to have multiple legs. So I think one of those legs uh, is audience pain points. And that's probably one you should start with. Uh, I think another one is going right. to be your biggest should ask questions, right? What are the questions your audience should be asking you? right? That they're not asking to show your expertise. Mm. I would also say, I would also look at biggest success stories. What are your best testimonials? Okay. So now let's just say, you, you know, you've got like positive testimonials. Now what you've got to do is create a video around those testimonials. And that's where structure comes in. Let's say that you're going to pick one testimonial every week and you're going to tell that story with a YouTube video. Well, you wanna, you wanna tell that story the same way for every single one of your testimonials, thereby creating a rhythm, a pattern that your viewers can connect with and predict so that they are pulled in for the journey and they know what to expect with the next video. This is really key. Imagine watching you know, your favorite TV show, The Office, right? And you watch The Office and there's this opening joke about parkour and then after that, there's this great theme song, this great, you know, da-na-na-na-na-na-na-na song that you like. And then they've got these lovable characters. They're all in an office and, and it, the, the show goes on. You think, I'm going to watch the show again next week. I loved it. You watch the show again, but there's no opening joke. And the theme song has now changed to a rock guitar solo. They, they swapped out Dwight for uh, another character, a redhead who's uh, a redheaded teenager. They, they get rid of Creed and it's this, they're not in an office anymore. They're, they're now uh, in a medical building. And you're like, what is this show? This show has completely changed. No, they made 22 episodes all the same way. And that's what's not happening on YouTube. You've got to make all these customer testimonial videos the same way to create rhythm, to create a place, a, a flow for your customer to, to fall into. Say, oh, I really like this. Oh, I like how he did that. Oh, I like that it ends there. Oh, good. I can watch the next video and know what to predict. You become likable. Mm. You become credible. And that's where structure comes into play. So maybe you're going to do it. So maybe you're going to do a testimonial video, but you're not going to be like, you know, Jan Smith loves my company. You're going to do something like, you know, how this woman um, made 30 grand in two weeks. That's you're gonna do those videos. You're gonna flip, yeah. yeah. You're gonna flip that script a little bit and make a video that people might actually enjoy watching. Because it seems third party. Sometimes with my clients, I'll make them videos like this that are like testimonials like this, and they'll be yeah. like, "I like this because it feels third party." I'm like, "You say third party? That's just because third parties are good at making things that people will watch. This is how yeah. you tell stories online." It is. <laughs> it is, and that's. I think that's what we forget, right? We forget that yeah. it's not about like a keyword hack. Um, and it's not about sort of like a thumbnail hack. Cause that was the early days of YouTube where, you know, you'd, you'd put a, a bodacious female on a thumbnail. And then when you click on it, it's an ad for long distance. That sort of thing still kind of happens on YouTube a little bit, but YouTube has uh, visual thumbnail readers. Google does. 
and they can tell what your video is about and they can flag it as inappropriate content, which will significantly decrease your, your, your reach. They can also tell if you're, if you're clickbaity, if you're showing images on your thumbnail that don't appear in the context and cadence of the video. And what does that do? It makes it a, a more level playing field where you've got to create a thumbnail that looks good. And by, so you don't know, a thumbnail is the visual image of your video. On YouTube, everyone clicks a thumbnail first before watching a video. Facebook, Instagram, it's different, right? They just put the video in front of you and it starts playing. But on YouTube, it's an intentionality platform. So people click on a thumbnail, the video starts playing. So you need a good thumbnail. That makes a promise. You also need a good title that makes people want to click it. And when you make titles that speak to robots, the algorithm, you're missing out on that human element that, that is what people really wanna see. They wanna be entertained while they're being educated and inspired. So I've got these legs, which are basically the pillars of the, the, the people that I serve. They're like the pillars mm -hmm. of, the, of the people that work in, in, in what I serve. So then how do I mix this with your sort of unique, because I can go to some, I, I, I can talk to somebody else who teaches how to do YouTube and there are billions of them out there, right? And they might say, okay, now you got to go into TubeBuddy mm -hmm. and you got to start doing your keyword research. Yeah. Like what are the best decent volume, low competition keywords that you can go after? But yes. you say, don't do that, right? So how do I take my pillars and apply them to your strategy of trying to get in suggested as much as possible? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and I, I never said don't do keyword research. I'm just saying just don't, don't focus on the 90% of your effort on it. I know YouTube creators that are spending hours on keyword research to finally rank for a term that gets 134 searches a year. You, you have to be better with your time. And so there is an element of keyword research and we use TubeBuddy religiously. We use TubeBuddy for our, our keyword research. We call them buzzwords over here, but it's, it's keyword research. We also use TubeBuddy for its organizational tools. They have a split testing tool so we can split test titles. We have a thumbnail split testing tool so we can test that. Uh, YouTube, uh, TubeBuddy also has these, these other great uploading features and these templates that you can use. So I really like it. Um, yeah, we do keyword research, but we do it at a channel level. And we do this really early on. And largely, you've already sort of done it before. You know, rarely do we go investigating a keyword research term that, where that was, this was a keyword. It's really, it's the same term. What you're looking at with keyword research is you're looking at does, um, you, you know, uh, uh, blenders for making smoothies or blenders for making margaritas. You're just looking at which keyword has more and you're gonna do this week, but you're gonna do both of them. So keyword research is really about finding that term, you know, blend, making things with blenders, and then building out a video playlist based on videos you wanna make with your blender you know, you did some keyword research. So you know people are interested in like how to make a margarita with a blender, right? How to make a, a, a smoothie with a blender. So now, now you kind of like use that inspiration and talk to me about what you want to make, how to make fresh salsa dip with a blender, uh, how to make bread dough with a blender. And these are words that would never show up in YouTube because no one's searching for them. However, when you make that video, you know how to make avocado dip in a blender, 
Now that's, that's bigger than just your subscribers, right? That's anybody interested in food and a certain kind of food too. Like anybody interested in sort of like um, making Mexican food, um, anybody interested in, in videos related to kitchen tools like blenders and what's the other one? Like the Instapot, right? And different kitchen tools. YouTube's going, oh, I could show this video to that person, right? So, so you're widening up your content strategy, making content you really love and are really passionate about. Mm. Instead of going to a search engine and asking the robot what you should make. Because what do you think all the other Blender channels are doing? They're making the same video. You have to elevate yourself above the noise. You've got to make videos no one ever heard of before. And you have to choke off that search engine a little bit. You have to like force yourself to make video titles that aren't searchable. Now be very careful with this, everybody. I know that my YouTube buddies are at home going like, I can't believe Owen is saying this right now because nobody talks about this. You know why? It's very hard to take a new customer, someone that comes into your program and teach them how to make good videos. It's a little bit easier to take a really long keyword term like, um, uh, you know, best lawyer, Cincinnati, Ohio, under $100. Make that video and rank for it and show your customer you did it. You did it. It's a lot harder to show them a metric that's going to make their channel explode. It takes more time and you need a bigger commitment for your customer. And that's, that's the kind of commitment we're committed to. We only want to work with the people who really believe a TV show should be written about them. You know, so if you're out there and you're going like, my life is a TV show. I, I totally need a podcast. I, I totally need a YouTube channel. That's the kind of person we want to work with, right? If it's kind of like, I need to make a video so that I can get leads today. That's a different mindset, right? And by the way, SEO is not going to get you leads in a day. It's going to take you so long to get the search, enough search traffic to even get the watch time you need to rank. Your video might rank and it might be your best lead producer next year, but it's not, it's not going to be this year. Okay. We, we made a video for a client based on an unsearchable term. And she got a lead that day from someone who had never heard from her before. Now, that's not, that's not a everyday thing. She's a very talented creator. But it did happen. And it happened without any type of search engine, engine traffic. So I hope that rant was acceptable because you hit a, you hit a passion point. For me. Yeah, no, it's great. It's great. It just, just, just one more thing before we launch into the structure of a video here, because I want to make sure we get that in. Just how, how but, but how do you, do you ever, uh, like, like, how do you pinpoint suggested? Everybody's trying to get in that suggested column. You have to is know. There, what, is there competitor research? Is it? Is yeah. It, like, what are you doing there? Really good. Okay, so to get into the suggested YouTube algorithm, there are some some really finite things that you can do. And my friend Roberto Blake wrote a phenomenal article on this. And in this article, I think Roberto really underscores how difficult it is to trigger the YouTube suggested algorithm. For example, um, your video needs to have substantial watch time, meaning right. that people are not Xing it, Xing out of this video. So think upwards of 60%. This is very, very hard to do. We, I just talked to a family blogger the other day their most recent watch time was 7.9%. So people are, people are watching only 7% of that video. Think of the latest videos that you've watched even. Like, we don't, watch, we don't watch them very long. And you know which videos we watch the least of? The ones we search for. 
you search for a video on how to make a sales presentation, you are skipping through that video to find only what you need because dear Lord, who has the time, right? Videos that are inspiring and intriguing, those are the ones that get, that, that get more. And you know about this because this has to do with like teasing the end, you know, building open loops, creating intrigue, tension interrupts, like all of these things are so valuable. And this is what, you, this is what, what you've got to teach. So going back to the YouTube algorithm, Roberto wrote a great article. Um, your video needs to have a lot of watch time. Your video needs to have high click-through, okay? So your click-through rate, meaning people are clicking on it often, often enough. And then beyond that, watching it, okay? So now, thumbnail and headline, right? Thumbnail and headline. Now also, yeah. um, also your library of videos. So when you're watching video A, let's call it video A, and then you've got like video B, C, D, E, and F, all the suggested videos on the sidelines, this actually, this third column is broken up into three different areas. You have up next, and this is a powerful place to be. You wanna be in the up next category. Underneath that are recommendations and suggested. Now, recommended is not something you can affect. That's YouTube's based on the personal history of the viewer. Everything else in there you can affect and you can do that with the YouTube suggested algorithm. So how do you get in there? Number one, you got to have a library of videos. There's 16, 18 videos on the site here. How, how, can you, how can you be all 16 if you've only made four videos, right? So you've got to have a library of videos. You also have to think about the content topic of video A, right? Video A I'm watching is about, is about you know, blenders. What's... You got to have like a video A1, a video A2, a video A3, a video A4, and, and so on, so that YouTube can say, can say, does this creator have any more videos on this topic that this viewer might want to watch next? And boom, that's how you get into the up next. So you got to have, you got to have content silos built out on your channel. The other part of that is, do you have videos related to that topic? on your channel. So there is an element, and that goes into the four pillars, right? We found A1, you know, A, A1, A2, A3, that's one pillar, right? And then there's video B, B1, B2, B2, that's that pillar. And that is how you qualify to get into the YouTube suggested algorithm. Now there's some other nitpickier things, but they all have to do with, with, with metrics that come back to watchability and engagement. Are, are people actually watching the content and in significant enough numbers that, that it's worth us sending out? And that's why the first 48 hours of your upload are, are crucial. You want to see a lot of growth during that first 48 hours. Right, right. I mean, there, there are so many different rabbit holes we could go down here. <laughs> let's yeah. make sure, let's make, you know, there's a million questions we could ask off of that. And I'm sure a bunch of people have tactic questions. People love tactics, right? But I, I, I want to make sure that we go into your video structure here because you brought yeah. up some interesting things. Uh, and what's interesting is, I, as, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, I've been all in on TikTok lately. And I always tell people, from, and, and I've never focused on YouTube, just knowing the basics of the algorithm, right? That it's interesting that even though they are polar opposites, as far as content goes, the algorithms yeah. work in very interestingly similar ways. Yeah. Because again, you want people to watch the entire TikTok and 
with YouTube, Twice, it's about times. watch time, right? Well, well yeah, with, with, with TikTok, they want you to loop that thing like five times, right? Yeah. But on, on YouTube, it's the same thing. Now on Facebook, I basically wrote my whole book about like Facebook and Instagram and everything. I'm front loading all my best stuff and not teasing much because I know that that, because again, it's not an intent based platform. Like what you talked about earlier. Gotta hit him. Yeah. You got it. Like that hook Absolutely. has to be up front. And a lot of times. Yeah, it's so like, let's talk about that. We got the hook, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. So we have a couple different YouTube structures. And when we talk about a structure for video, what we're talking about is what you say on camera, when do you say it and what appears on screen? Okay. So all of those things are structure. You've also heard maybe video formatting. Um, the visual is called a storyboard. So we also think in storyboards. But we want to think of like a, a multi-point structure where, you know, you start with point one, then you move on to point two, and all of those things are designed to trigger some type of psychology, whether it be persuasion or entertainment or likability or credibility, tension, these different psychological factors. So what, and also what you say on screen, you know, correlates to what you see on screen. So for example, when you say your name, you want to have a lower third you know, an animated sort of graphic pop-up that says your name, different things like this. So let's start with like a, a basic starter YouTube um, video, right? And I would, I would promote this to anybody who is a business owner or an entrepreneur and you're, you're right at like that six figure mark, maybe multi six figs, and you're trying to get better at being on video, follow the great video formula, G-R-E-A-T. And that's grab attention first. You got to make sure you're doing something, saying something to cause the viewer to stop. One of the best things you can do is have a great looking set, right? You want to look good when somebody stops. In fact, we do this test all the time where I just press play on a video for one second. It's like, what did I even think and feel the moment I saw what was on screen? After that, you can relate to the viewer. G-R, relate to the viewer. And this means relating to the problem. It means relating to their lifestyle relating to their pain points. Great way to do this to say, look, are you tired of having the lamest dip at the parties? Are you know, or you go to buy a dip from the grocery store and it's $17 and it's got just a thin layer of avocado guacamole made from a can on the top. It makes you feel gross and horrible inside of the person, right? You're going to relate to that problem. E is you're going to explain your solution. Now you're going to show them the light at the end of the tunnel. And R to E is important because in R, you're building credibility. You're like, I know you. I get you. Show them you know them. I know your pain. You can't find dip, man. You're a dip guy. How do you make more dip? Well, I'm going to show you a recipe for making avocado dip with your blender that is absolutely going to knock your socks off. And once you know how to make this avocado dip, you will have the best dips at the parties. Plus, I have a whole playlist on my channel today with different types of avocado dip that you can watch after this video. Jalapeno avocado dip. I've got cheddar avocado dip and all sorts of great stuff. Let's start mm. with the base avocado dip today and let's get started, right? So E is explain. So we're on the E. So everything we've done to this point is just setting up the pins to knock them down. Like we're not yeah, really super into content right now, right? We're just in setting a, in, up the video. Well, I think that it, you're setting up the video. Yeah, and it, we have a more advanced formula that we, we call it the setup. And in the setup, we have some bigger psychological triggers. Uh, and that, that's actually, I think, a more, that's designed for more of a thought leader, more of a speaker, someone who's been on stage, somebody who has maybe written a book, somebody who has been on, they know how to interview. With that bigger formula, 
you really have to unlearn some things you've already learned, like the Instagram front load technique, right? We have to unteach that to a lot of our, to a lot of our, our folks. Let me finish with AT though, so that we have that one. GRE, yeah. explain your solution. A is provide some actual proof. Now, A is not so much a bullet point as it is a seasoning, and you should be seasoning you know, actual proof all throughout the presentation, right? Like, you're gonna love this avocado dip. Here's what it looks like. You know, here's what Jane Doe had to say about it. You know, adding these things out there, but you're gonna wanna provide some actual proof, just like a commercial does. Like, hey, this worked for Sally Field, you know, who earned five grand with my program. It also worked for John Doe, who made 15 grand with my program. You know, that's where you put that at the end. You back it up, and then you finally T, you tell them what to do next. You end your video, and on YouTube, your call to action is always watch this video next, where I'll share with you my next avocado dip recipe, jalapeno avocados, because you wanna create bingeable watch time. You wanna get your viewer to watch the next video in the series. So that's the great video formula, and it's a wonderful formula if you're just starting out, if the whole story structure is still mind-blowing, 19 steps in a story structure, or the Donald Miller thing is a little cloudy in your mind, like you're not sure how to figure it out. Once you analyze the great video formula, it kind of follows Donald Miller's formula anyway, right? Like these are some basic things. We just word them differently so that they're easy to memorize. And you can just put G-R-E-A-T on a piece of paper, stick it in front of your camera, and really just go with your topic. That's what that's designed to do. Okay, great. And, and do you want to dig into this other formula at all where there's more setup? Yeah, I would love to. And we got a brand new video on my channel about this right now. And I want you guys to pay attention to this because this, this structure will take you farther than you've ever gone before with video. And it's never been um, as communicated as I'm going to communicate it for you right now. In fact, we give this template away. Go to getmyrostemplate.com. I didn't mean to come here to, to promote that. I'm just because we're talking about structure, but getmyrostemplate.com and you can get a free copy of our template and you can kind of uh, arrange it your way. But ROS means run of show. And I learned this in radio. We have a run of show for everything and it's how we stay organized. But that starts with a hook, okay? And unfortunately, I don't have like a big great acronym for this one. You just gotta memorize this one. But I need to know your hook. How are you gonna grab attention? After the hook is a pattern interrupt. Very, very key here. You gotta show the audience something visually stimulating to get mm. them to watch the next 30 seconds of your video. Largely, we do that with graphic opening bumpers that are like, boom, 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 the gym show. Mm. After your pattern interrupt but, is your- But don't do that first, right? I've been preaching that for years and people still yes. don't get it. Don't and do it, that before the hook. <laughs> don't do that before the hook and don't make it, don't make it 10 seconds. It should be three seconds. It, you know, it could even just be a picture of a cow going, Mah. And, and then it's just something that causes your audience to go, what, what in the hell, Bobby, is going on? You know, in the beginning, I made the mistake of doing random kind of off the charts sort of things. But when I, like randomly, I was showing like um, old commercials of Twilight Zone. My audience didn't get it. I'm, when I modernized some of my cow pictures, my pattern interrupts, uh, I got a much better result. Oh, I, I get it. Oh, that was Jim from The Office. Or, oh, that was Dwight. You know, I, I, I get it now. Um, so keep it relevant is my point. Keep it relevant to your audience, whatever your pattern interrupts, whatever your logo bumper is. After that, your branded intro. Hey, everybody, welcome to the channel. I'm Owen Video. Oh, pff, nice to see you today. And when I say branded intro, I mean, say the same thing every damn time, the same exact way. Okay, this is like key in media. And try to add a little thing. Like I do the Air 5. Oh, pff, 
right? Try to add a statement or something that can stick with the viewer and give them a way to, to think about your content. So that's your branded introduction. After your branded introduction, now you're gonna go into your setup and your setup is where you lay the foundation for what you're gonna cover in your video. It's very important that at this point in your video, you, you are telling the viewer what is at stake if they X out and what is in it for them if they keep watching. You have to lay that out for them right up front. Look, hey, if you don't follow the advice in this video, you are never gonna get out of your sales slump, okay? However, by the end of this video, I'm gonna have a script for you that you could repeat to any person and make a sale 90% of the time. This video is designed for new salespeople that are just getting started and you're still developing your pitch, okay? If you're a little bit more refined, and you're a little bit more seasoned in your career path, you may wanna watch this video here where I talk about you know, sales tricks for uh, experienced salespeople. And again, I'm just rehearsing what a setup might sound like, right? You call you're, this like something of a, sometimes when I'm talking about this, I talk about like a promise. Do you, do you feel like it's something of a promise and with, with the goal being to get them to the end of the video? Like you need, yeah, to, you need to get the catharsis there? Like you need this I think to pay so. off? I think so, and I, I think that it comes in, in this, this bigger uh, place of tension. I think that the promise is really made in the hook, and the setup, uh, uh -huh. the setup is, is where you're, you're sort of like letting them know what they need to know before they can continue, right? So you're like, hey, today, guys, like we went on a, on a, on a river cruise in Hawaii, right? You get in like a, a, a floatable you know, ring, and you float down. So we get there, and they're like, guys, today, you are going to float down this cruise going to be the best time of your life. I'm your instructor. I'm going to get you there today. The first thing you need is a vest. We're going to need you to sign these waivers. You got to put this belt on. Okay. That is the, the hook intro setup right there, right? Tell them what you're going to do and then put their gear on so that they can come on the journey with you, right? Let them know who it's for. Let them know what they're going to get out of it. What's at stake. And then let's jump right into the video. And that's where you go into the journey. The journey is the meat of your video. And this is where you're going to put your points in, your bullet points, one, two, and three, right? So maybe it's five bullet points, maybe it's seven, maybe like 10 reasons that, uh, 10 reasons why Sprint is better than Verizon, right? Or whatever the case might be. That's where you're going to show them the main thing. If it's the avocado dip, you're going to show them the ingredients that you need in the setup. And then in the journey, you're going to say the first thing we do, step one is this, step two, we do this. Step three, we do this. And that all leads up to the climax, which is the end of the movie. It's the end of the video. It's the best part. You got to figure out what is the best part of your video. If you're going to cover the five reasons uh, why your program will help somebody, that fifth reason needs to be the biggest reason. And before you get to the climax, you got to build tension for it. Think of a drum roll, right? And the winner is right we create that tension who is it who's it gonna be think about christmas because december is better than christmas right december you're waiting oh what santa claus gonna bring i can't wait to eat christmas dinner grandma's gonna be here oh i can't wait i can't wait then christmas comes and it's great and it's amazing but it's over the next day December is better than Christmas. And so before you deliver your climax, the best part where you show them the finished avocado dip, you got to create tension. And I saw this done really well in a YouTube video where he made a, a glitter bomb and 
got someone to stole, steal a package from his doorstep. And as soon as the guy opens up the package, it's a glitter bomb, right? So he goes, I'm going to show you, you know, what happened when he opened up this glitter bomb. But first, let me show you how we found the glitter bomb after he drove away with the package. And then he tells another minute or two of story to create tension before finally showing the glitter bomb. This is what makes video good, is you engage the emotions and you do it according to a structure because the structure is like the scaffolding, it's the staircase. If you just think through, instead of saying, how do I write a great video? You instead say, this is how you write a great, first I need a hook, then I need a branded intro, then I need to set up the video, then I need to deliver on the promise of the video, and then I need to create tension for the climax. Do that every time, you'll make better watchable videos every single time. That's great. Yep, that helps a lot. That helps a lot. And I think I was going to ask if you're actually planting that seed. You know, I mean, you know, you know, for, for example, in marketing and sales, you might say, oh, you need to seed the offer so that they're yes. waiting for that thing, right? And so it's similar here, right? You're saying number five is going to be crazy, but we got to go through one through four first and it's going to yes. help you get. Oh, that's so big what you just said. Yeah, it's so big. It's, it's often like this, like getting them focused on the end we just, right. guys, we're going to get to the tide pools in a second, but man, we just got to do this hike first. Like we just got to get over these mountains couple, you know, it, it's what we did in the car, you know, or what our dads did in the car. We're driving on these long family trips. Oh, it's going to be so fun guys. Just a few more hours to go, you know, and we're going to, we're going to get there. But yeah, there's, there's more into it. Like if we had more time, we could talk about um, promoting upcoming themes. We could talk about having recurring branded elements like, you know, the bat phone, right? Like you, you knew you were watching Batman because the bat phone was there. Well, couldn't you mm -hmm. add a bat phone? One of my clients added um, his wife calls. His wife calls in his videos now. He does retirement planning. Oh, that's that's cool. what he does. And he's like making videos that are like fun and, in, and inspiring for, you know, older folks. And he goes, he's like, you're going to love this town. It's got a real Miami beach feel. Uh-oh. His wife calls him. <laughs> No, yes, honey. No, we won't. You know, my wife called just a reminder that we will not be moving to Miami beach. Okay. Next one, you know, and, and little <laughs> things like that. So there's more, we could talk about the structure. Um, but this is, it builds a relationship with you in the audience because at it, the end of the day, like, yeah, you need to like, I mean, this is, I mean, this is why I'm so focused on empathy, right? Cause at the end of the day, like you, you can do all the structure stuff, but you still need to become a magnet for people, mm -hmm. right? Like that mm -hmm. emotional magnet, right? Yeah. Um, so little things like that can really, can really make the difference, right? Yeah. It's not just that you're the guy who answers the phone. It's that there's a lot of people that understand this idea of somebody calls and interrupts your life just like other people interrupt their, people's lives. And this is just what humans do. I'm a human just like you, right? And that builds that sort of know, like, and trust even more, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're invoking the emotions of the other person. And that's something that we're not really used to, um, uh, at least being conscious of. You know, my, my wife, who's my COO, you know, she's been watching a lot of our training and whatnot and learning this herself because we have a, a channel that we're building together. And, you, you know, I, I stopped her and I go, wait, did you hear the music? Did you hear how the music is right now? And she goes, you know, I didn't even know that there was music in this video until you, you pointed it out. She's like, but yeah, it's like it feels ominous. It feels eerie. Uh, and then it changes, you, you know. Um, so we were analyzing hooks in my program the other day and we noticed how in, in this video hook that we were analyzing, you know, the music changed three times and each time the music played, it was only for like 20 seconds. This is really easy to do. We're just not conscious of it. You know, it's really easy to go get stock 
uh, uh, ominous audio and then stock joyful audio. It's really easy to find those things. Maybe the first time you do it, it's frustrating because you have to like find it and download it and all that stuff. But once you have it, you have it. And so now you can add music that, that makes the, the, the viewer, the viewer won't even notice that you played music, but they'll feel a certain way. And that's what you want. Maya Angelou said, uh, people won't remember what you said, but they'll remember how you felt when you said it. And that's what we try to do you know, in video with YouTube is, is get your, your viewer to feel something and to uh, connect that back to a value in their life. And that's how you build a channel. Really fascinating to hear this alternate take of YouTube. I, I have not myself heard this, heard this approach. It makes me feel good. It probably makes, it's probably a relief for a lot of people out there uh, that, that are out there trying to make videos off of keyword searches. when at the end of the day, so much more freeing to just make the videos you want to make and build that. Yes. So that's, and you'll that's enjoy fantastic. it more. You'll enjoy it more uh, guys. I, I haven't been following my own advice my whole life. Yeah. I should make that very clear. Like I pursued a keyword strategy for years and it left me frustrated. It left me burnt out making the same videos. It, it left me, it created a branding issue where I was the same as everybody else doing what I was doing. And I learned from that, you know, I was mentored through it by YouTubers much bigger than me, right? And what I'm doing is bringing what really works to you so that you can elevate above the noise of SEO, create content you really want to make and build a huge personal brand for yourself on YouTube. So where can we, where can we find out more about you? I would, you know, check video, uh, YouTube, Owen Video is where I'm at. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook at Owen Video. That's how you find me. But I would love for you to join me on YouTube and Instagram. You, YouTube is where I post my videos. And that's where I put my, my effort. Instagram is where I engage like all the time. You know, Facebook is the marketplace. It's great, but it's hard to get like any kind of real like one-to-one, -one, you know, stuff going on Facebook. It's more of an advertising platform for us, but you know, uh, Instagram, YouTube, at Owen Video. That's where it's at. And I hope you guys will join me. Tell me that you heard me on the show. Awesome, awesome. And I will, I will find the link to that video that Owen mentioned on his channel. I'll put it in the show notes. Owen, thank you so much for, for being here. I think there's a lot of value here. And thank you all for joining me on this sucker. Great one today. Great to get another perspective on YouTube. If you got value, please, uh, please do leave us a review on Apple. I'm told that 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 helps our cause so much. We're always trying to deliver as much video value as we possibly can. Have an amazing rest of your day and we'll see you next week.